Welcome back to another episode of Fireside Freedom. I'm Ken. Tonight I'm joined by Nate and Brian. And we don't have a topic for tonight. It's just a general chat. So, hey, we all live life and we can chat about life, right? Yep. <laughs> so what have you guys been up to? Uh, Nate was telling me making some tasty food over the weekend. Yeah, we... Uh... So the third hog that we ever processed, we uh, took the uh, belly, so the pork belly, and we made uh, pork belly bites, what was it, yesterday, I think? Mm. Uh, a little bit of, you know, spicy rub, some barbecue sauce on the smoker for about seven hours, cubed up. Uh, we got a place here locally that makes them quite a bit, and they were just as good, if not better. So it was uh, definitely a fun little process. At least we know we don't have to cure bacon from now on we can just take a side and go to town yeah absolutely did, did y'all process the hog yourself yep yeah that was the third process or the third third hog we processed and the first one we processed from scratch okay so nice. we did it, all the work on it wow that's that's a lot of work it's been a long yeah. time since i've helped process any kind of hog i, I wouldn't even know where to start anymore <laughs> yeah, I think we were done, and once we had it skinned out, I think it was uh, about four hours for us. That's so, not too bad. No, it wasn't bad at all. It's better than the original, What I think the first one took us 12 hours, and we're Oof. sitting there, you know, watching a YouTube video out in the uh, garage in between cuts <laughs> trying to figure out how to do this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know that feeling. Don't you have hogs you, that you're going to have to... Uh take care of here pretty quick i do i have 10 hogs that uh that are coming on hopefully early next year maybe middle of next year they'll be uh they'll be ready to stick in the freezer there you so, go yeah i've got a cousin who does a lot of butchering hogs so i'm thinking about having him come in and teach uh, some kind of a workshop or something so let him do all the work i can pay him half the money or whatever if somebody wants to come buy buy half the hog for the workshop you know, yeah. there's, there's ways to work that out. Oh, yeah. So, still, oh, yeah. still trying to work out some of that. But yeah, how about it, you, Brian? Uh, me? It's a good skill to have. So, yeah. I haven't, I haven't processed any hogs lately. No processing hogs? Or ever. <laughs> I've never done a hog. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I hired a guy tonight to do my drywall. So that's cool. I don't have to do that. Um, Wait, is this to... two weeks ago? <laughs> i wish i it wish seems like we were hearing a story kind of like this about someone coming to do some drywall a while back yeah that that didn't work out real well that guy didn't really know what he was doing and ended up <laughs> canceling the purchase off around my oh, house because he messed it up so bad uh, that's awesome yeah anyway i'm i hired we got some we got some compensation out of that whole debacle and uh so we decided to put that towards just getting it done because if anybody's going to get a loan that'll most likely be a requirement of the loan is to have that done so we're just going to cut it off the pass and get it done and the guy said he'll probably have it done by this weekend so you know any purchase offer comes in is is a little better now because they can uh, roll through an appraisal because the appraiser said all the value is there. It just was lacking the, the loan requirement of all the walls being covered. So, hey, there's that. There's that. And I got some more free time now. I uh, I don't have to. I don't have to jump in the service van anymore. So there's that. Well, that's that's good, right? 
That is good. It is good. Um, I don't know. I've been through this a few different times in my in my adult life, and every time it's turned out for the better. So, yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was a change you needed to make. You just had to be pushed out the door to to make it, right? Usually, usually that's how it is. Uh, miserable for you know anywhere from six months to a year and a half, and uh, no, it's time, but like it's hard to just give it up. At that point, it's so easy. Like, it's just, like, free. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's easy to keep taking a beating because you know what's coming than, than to try to find, go to the next thing. Well, yeah. And, I mean, the work, by that time, I've mastered the work that I'm doing. So, I don't have to think about it. And it's just, like, going through the motions. But it's just miserable and infuriating. So, it is what it is. It is what yeah. it is. <laughs> is what it is. Well, I have yeah. uh, uh, I've been I don't know working the last few days trying to uh, I had been planning on going out of town for the weekend so been working extra crazy hours trying to uh, make sure that my clients will be happy before I drop them for a few days and don't show up at the at the job. But um, we may or may not be heading out of town. I'm not sure where 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 that's going yet or what's happening, but. Still, still rolling that around. So I may have extra time to get stuff done around the house and and on the projects that I've got going in my construction. So it's always a good thing to have more time than you thought you were going to have. I enjoy it anyway. <laughs> yeah, for me, I'll have some extra time come Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, taking my final vacation. So we're going to get everything set for the winter before we get into that, and then. Uh, hopefully finish up the electric in the shed um i've been kind of being lazy about that and not finishing that so uh we'll see if we can get the rabbits in the shed by sunday hmm. you're you're doing the electric yourself right yep yeah yep cool well you have i guess you'll have heat and air since you have electric in there no there's gonna be no heat and air we'll just have okay. a small fan the electrics for overhead light and uh an outlet GFI outlet on the outside for uh, like decorative lighting for Aaron. And then uh, my water system is going to go in there as well. Okay. So yeah. that I was going to ask about that, like going in, in the winter time, you'll probably, will you hook something up to keep your water from freezing or how do you work that? I'm hoping since the building's insulated, we might not have an issue anymore with that water system freezing up. That would be really nice to not have to deal with bowls anymore. Yeah, it would be. You use the metal nipples? Yeah, metal nipples and 516 line. Metal nipples will freeze instantly. They suck. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they were the fail. They were the linchpin in my, in my heated water system was the metal nipples exposed to the air. As soon as it was 32, those were, they were icing over. Okay. Um, you got a better suggestion? I mean, the insulation in there, you might just need a, a space heater of some sort. Uh, they do make really cool uh, electric-free propane wall heaters that they use in ice houses up here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they're pretty sweet. Ventless. And uh, you can set the thermostat to like 37 degrees and you're good. It's not like you got to keep it hot. You don't have to keep it even comfortable. You just need to keep it above 32 that's what I did for my quail in the garage was I had a 500-gallon okay. propane tank brought in and put, like, a 
propane blower heater in there and yeah. then i just set the thermostat to 34. okay so the water didn't freeze and their lights were on they didn't give a shit that it was 34 and i just put yeah. a sweatshirt on when i did chores but mm. it was negative 20 out so when i went in and it was 34 it was like summer yeah exactly <laughs> the only thing we were doing was heating it to not have the water freeze because we also had two freezers in there that we were running full yeah. of full of meat and shit and i'm like am i really gonna make it 70 in the room that i'm trying to keep the shit frozen in? <laughs> right <laughs> when it's when it's 30 when it's negative 20 outside on the yeah, other yeah. side of this wall like come on <laughs> set the freezers outside then heat the space right <laughs> yeah 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 for sure but yeah it worked really well just keeping it just above freezing um some days like i had enough birds too that they kept it even if it started to, like ice over uh, but yeah, my water down in my chicken coop, I heated the water. I did recirculation with heated water, uh, overheated actually. Like uh, I did a big stock tank heater in a 55 gallon drum. So it was actually more yep. than what it needed. And, um, until it got to 10 degrees, didn't get above 10 degrees in the day I had it thawed. And then, yeah, the nipples were what flew, what froze up. Yeah. Like usually for for me it was the lines would freeze overnight like the lines going up to the cages but my main feed would stay because that was uh heated of course and then as soon as the sun would start beating down on it it'd be fine oh yeah but yeah you could do something like that too like a solar capture of some sort of uh, thermal battery if you had a if you got a window and a uh like um black cinder blocks and shit like that where the okay. sun will shine in and, and beat on it all day and it'll store that energy in that block and heat it up and then as the temperature goes down it releases the heat into the air hmm. yeah it's the only light that I ha the only window that I have in that room our building is going to be on the was it the west side and that's kind of blocked by the neighbor's house uh, so it's not going to get much daylight what do your overnight temps get to? Uh, negative teens sometimes. So it we'll wouldn't see. take much heat in there. Yeah, no, I mean, there's we'll still a little fire in there. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really, you said it like smoked rabbit, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of barbecue rabbit in the morning. Uh, I've always is. wondered how, how it works to, to have the greenhouse where you have your chickens and rabbits and all that in there, like overwintered. I've heard it's supposed to help heat it enough to where things don't freeze. Like it actually stays decent in there with the kind of the composting effect and some of that. I've never tried it yet. But that's what Got we it. do with the chickens. Is it? Yeah, we do deep litter with the chickens, and it stays uh, 25, 30 degrees in there. And that's with the door to the run open all the time. We had a neighbor down the road. The guy we get our pork from does a high tunnel, and he keeps all – he's got – oh, man, he's got to have 200 layers maybe. And wow. he runs them on pasture in, like, an egg mobile. And then in the winter, he puts them in his hoop house and they live in there. I don't know. He uh, he came up with some circulating heated water system that I was looking at. It was more of a trough system than a nipple. Like it ran through a trough and they were able to, to get into there. 
uh, from what I remember. Um, I got, I didn't, I ended up getting to where his uh, Facebook wouldn't show up for some reason on mine. Mm-hmm. So I've like seen some of his updates and stuff like that. And then I, yeah. I walked through and saw his water system. But yeah, it was like a flow through and then it was inside a big hoop house, uh, like a big, big hoop house uh, that he kept those birds in. I think it stayed pretty warm in there for him. Yeah, I could see how that that could work. If, if you have like the trough on the inside of the cages where they can get at it and it's all gravity back into the reserve that might yeah this this was um this was open in like a big hoop house where the chickens were free but yeah you could probably run it through some sort of i don't know if the rabbits could drink out of trough though no you'd have to have pretty big pvc in there i don't know if they how they could lap it out like the chickens could get their beaks in there and just right it out like the rabbits i don't know if they could drink out of a trough like that yeah, and you can't really go plastic nipples because, man, they will tear those things up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't even bother. Yeah, it'll last like two minutes. We <laughs> changed water bottles. In the middle of winter, we would change water bottles three times a day. And yeah, we were changing. We were changing, I think we had 30 around. Yeah. So we had 30... Wow. We had 30 frozen water bottles, 60, 90 frozen water bottles. Uh, <laughs> it was a big rotation up into the house to thaw out. Yeah, it was it was pretty nice. That's time consuming. Yeah, we oh, yeah. used like uh, the, the Tupperware, like the 1.5 quart Tupperwares. Yeah. Um, the, the rectangle ones that sit flat and they can't knock them over. And I'll fill it up halfway in the morning. Or I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll fill it up halfway at night. In the morning, I'll fill it up the rest of the way. So it's, you know, it'll kind of thaw itself out because there's not much of a layer because they've already busted through it in the mm-hmm. middle of the night. And then uh, usually by the end of the day, you know, two or three o'clock, Aaron will go out, change it out again, you know, just dump it all. And if it gets five or six degrees out, then we just knock them on the side of the cages onto the ground and forget about it for, you know, Oh man, there were there were mornings. It was like winter. So when we had the rabbits uh, in the winter, and when it was pretty cold, we would go down. We change the bottles, and they start drinking right away because they were thirsty because they'd been froze for so long. Yeah. Um, so it was like a chorus, and when we'd have like we'd have 30, 40 does in there, and they're all <laughs> pounded away on those, and it's like holy shit. And then they would drink. And they would stop drinking, and you would yeah, finish free. doing the bottles, and you'd come back, and it's frozen already. Oh, yeah. Because yep. it's so cold. And then yeah. you'd have to, like, stick, stick your hand on it while they rested for a second. And as soon as you took your hand off it, they were back at it. And you <laughs> you remember the first day of the year that you don't hear the chorus. Because, like, yeah. the water bottles didn't freeze overnight. And you go down, and you change the bottles in the morning, and it's quiet. And you're like... What the hell is going on? Everything died. <laughs> oh man, like <laughs> the things you noticed. And and that's why I use the uh the Tupperware because they they'll bust through the top of it if they need it. All right. You know, chew chew through it. Because I mean you only get what like a quarter of an inch of ice. Rabbits can break through that, no problem. Yeah, we were I mean, we were always here and always changing them, so yeah. It was what it was, but yeah, it was, just, yeah, the chorus, the morning water bottle chorus was always fun. <laughs> yeah, we we do the, the water bottles too, but we've only got 
I think right now changing out six, I think. So we're not carrying out 30 water bottles. That's, right. <laughs> that's too many. We'll, we'll pare milk down crate. the herd before was, we get there to that like point. two milk crates full is what we use. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, no, we just carry a big five-gallon bucket of hot water out and drop the bottles in there until they're nice and warm and then either either change the water out, melt the ice, or, uh, you know, just melt what's inside it and let them go to town on it. It took like 12 hours for ours to melt. They were like solid. <laughs> That's a full-time job. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're oh, almost in the Arctic Circle up there. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean it was dude. Like you'd go down changing, you bring them up, and you set them in the in the bus tub to thaw. And then the ones you changed in the afternoon, the next ones you'd you'd start to drain them because once the if you had the cold water in the ice, it would melt slower. So you're like draining the water out, so the ice would melt faster. And oh yeah, then fill the empty ones. Yeah, yeah, it was just expensive yeah. too those things aren't cheap and we had like oh, yeah. 300 of them here at one point mm-hmm. and i don't care what anybody says hot water freezes faster than cold water does <laughs> liberty said you could live where it's not frozen nine months out of the year yeah Just that's, the plan. that's the plan that's the plan <laughs> uh, it's, uh kentucky is far enough for me like we still get hot summers, but and we get a little bit of that cold in the wintertime. That's that's plenty. I'm I'm good with where we're at. Yeah. 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 We had the worst winter we've had in the six years we've been here. I think we were frozen over for about two weeks, like below freezing. Never wow. got below zero. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you don't even know what that's like. And I mean it 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 shut down our county because everybody, all the pipes were freezing. You know, we had snow on top of it. So people living in the holler couldn't get out. People That's were like stuck. October, snow out. Right, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Our, it, it snows. We're happy because that fills the potholes and we can drive faster. <laughs> hey, and twice in my life, I grew up in Georgia. Okay, twice in my life, we had snows of like two and three inches, and everybody remembers. You talk about the winter of. 87 or 88 whatever year that was everybody knows what you're talking about it was like three inches <laughs> oh so check this shit out my uh one of my co-workers at a at an old factory um he was a mexican immigrant he got his green card and all that after he got here he was actually married to an american woman but they waited to get married until he could get his citizenship because he didn't want to get it by marriage he wanted to like get it the real way yeah so he is he had actually been to America and went back. He was actually wealthy in Mexico and had a job with the railroad and all this stuff. And uh, he had snuck over one night with a buddy and they went to a bar or whatever and then went back, like snuck back. And so then one night he uh, was at a bar drinking with this guy and the guy's like, hey, you've been to America. You know how to get there, right? He's like, yeah. He's like, will you take me? He's like, no, I'm not going. And he's like, come on, come on, come on. You got to take me. He's like, no, I'm not going to go. And He's like, he kept buying him shots and stuff. Finally, he woke up the next morning. He was in America in the bushes, got him drunk enough that he went with him. And so the train that they used to jump on was the railroad workers were on strike. So the train wasn't coming by this place where they were waiting in the bushes. And the lady down the road was like selling watermelons. And she's like coming over and giving him watermelons. And he's like, I lived on watermelon for like two days. And then the, the the train strike was over. And so they jump on. And he's like, so I had a cousin in in Minnesota, in Minneapolis. And so the train 
went to Minnesota. He got a training ticket to Minnesota. He gets up here. It's the end of October, right before thank- or right before Halloween. And he gets in. He goes to sleep. He sleeps for like 14 hours because he's been up for forever. <laughs> and he wakes up and there was... How many inches did you get in that storm? I'm sorry. The Halloween storm. It was like... 93? Yeah. Like three feet or they got like 30 inches of snow overnight. Wow. <laughs> so he he's lived in Mexico his whole life. Comes to Minnesota and it's like 50 degrees the day before he goes to sleep. He wakes up the next day and it's like 20 <laughs> degrees and 30 inches of snow. And he's like, uh, what happened? Where, where am I? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's yeah, crazy. It was like a freak. It was, yeah, it was a freak Halloween storm. It was happened to be the wow. day after he got to got here, and then, yeah, the, so then he ended up getting his citizenship and all this. But he's like, yeah, that was my first night in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, biggest snowfall I remember is the Groundhog Day blizzard, and that was it just kept happening over and over and over yeah, and over. I don't like it. Uh, that was 23 inches, 23 and a half. Yeah, we, there, we were, got some. There, there were six foot drifts out in the parking lot. It took us three hours to dig the car out. And that was <sighs> after they blew the hoses on the Bobcat and the transmission on the truck. So, yeah, yeah it's uh, yeah, it's it's rough. I, I'm done with it. Like, we we'd get. So we'd get probably eight to 10 inches and do nothing about it all winter. Mm-hmm. Like we wouldn't plow the driveway. We wouldn't, we no. just half the roads wouldn't get plowed eight, eight to 10 inches. And you're like, yeah, Oh, we got two it. inches and the County shut down. <laughs> <laughs> we get two inches. Well, that, that we had like six inches. That was South Georgia that shut down for two inches. <laughs> like Tuesday afternoon, uh, you get two inches. And you don't even, it doesn't even, blip didn't even notice it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't do the driveway if it's if it's under five inches. If it's over five inches, then I'll do it because I got well, a handle. So I need to have that uh, like I need to have that skim on my driveway because we got dirt driveway. Well, it used to be asphalt, but we're letting it break down into a yeah. dirt gravel. We're gonna end up doing class five, but you need that you need that layer of snow so you then you can plow on top of that layer. Otherwise, you dig up the whole driveway. Yeah, or you use the shoes on the plow. I got, I have those on the uh, ATV. Yeah, yeah. So, do you guys get into snow sports at all, or do you stay inside if you're not working in the winter? Ice fish. Yeah. Snow doing. You got it. You got to go outside, or you you kill yourself here. Yeah. Got it. Got to do something. So, ice fishing is pretty popular here. I mean, ice drinking or fishing or whatever they call it. <laughs> ice drinking. I mean, Watching I had an ice house. I had I had a nice pop up uh, eight person ice house. It was like a pop up tent that you took out. You threw a buddy heater in it. My buddy and I were in it, and uh, it wasn't even a buddy heater. It was just like a little small one yeah one pound just sunflower heater. And uh, we were both in t-shirts and jeans, and it was negative 25 outside with, like, 40-mile-an-hour winds. Wow. We were just in a pop-up, quilted pop-up ice house. Was it you that was saying that people just leave the ice house out there all winter? Like, you drag it out and stick it down or whatever, let it sit? Yeah, yeah. a lot of them will take them out, put them in their spot, and then they just drive out. And uh, they have to be – they have a certain date that they can't be out before, and then they have to have it off by a certain date, and it's got to have certain licensing on it. But, yeah, they can leave it out there, whatever they want. Uh, A lot Hmm. of guys now have, uh, like, ice castle type. They're, like – 
they look like campers basically behind them, <laughs> but they have like a drop hitch. So they don't even have to take mm. off the hitch of the truck, just a hydraulic. I know guys that got it hooked up inside. So literally they, from inside their truck, they drop the trailer down. It sets down on the ice. They walk <laughs> out of their truck. They go into the camper, turn the heater on in like maybe 10 minutes. It's like 70 degrees in there. They got wow. a uh, battery, like a lithium ion uh, ice auger. So they don't even have to open the door to, to drill a hole because it's all electric. Let's drill a hole, boom, drop a line in, sit there. If they don't catch anything, they just get back in the truck, pop the hitch back up with the hydraulics and drive and move to a different spot and drop it down. It's like... Liberty said he likes to barbecue and work on his tan in the winter. Where where are you at, Liberty? <laughs> Southeast Texas. Yeah. Southeast Texas. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, bar I barbecue and work on my tan in the winter too. It's just a little colder. It takes a little longer to cook, <laughs> and it's more sunburn from the reflection than from the sun itself. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah. I I do a lot of hunting in the winter, and then. Uh, if we get a decent enough snow, but not too much where I can get the ATV down the lane, I'll hook the toboggan up and I'll drag the kids up and down the lane in the, uh, you know, behind the ATV and it'll love it. I got videos and pictures and I'm surprised TikTok hasn't taken them down for endangering minors. But whatever. <laughs> uh, do not try this at home. Yeah. These are, these are experts. <laughs> the extent I mean, of my ice hockey, I mean, I've ice skated a little bit, but I don't think I've ever ice skated on a pond. It's been like at a skating rink with 10,000 other people because it's in South Georgia and it's 75 degrees outside. <laughs> Walk into the skating rink. <laughs> they're, they're open for like two weeks out of the year. That's, I've gone like three times, so I had to go try it. I've done quite a bit of snowboarding, but I always had to travel for that too. So every I couple of years I go. In, like when I was a kid, but never really got into it. Yeah. I had some buddies that were really good, but I never went often enough to do more than try not to fall all the way down yep, yep. <laughs> off the side of the mountain. <laughs> well, then I moved here. So I grew up in Western New York where you know, it was pretty hilly, like Finger Lakes, the Glacier Cut Lakes, and they had oh, some yeah, decent okay. ski slopes. And um, I moved to Minnesota and somebody was like, yeah, we're going skiing this week. And I'm like, can where? <laughs> you can, walk, you can walk, your, walk your dog run away for three days. Where the hell are you going skiing? <laughs> You're talking cross country, right? They're like, no, downhill. I'm like, down what hill? <laughs> Did they dig a hole in the ground and you ski down into it? Or what, what are we doing? Uh, go, to the, go to the landfill. It's probably the high ground. <laughs> Dog sled. <laughs> right? Well, then I got up to Duluth. I didn't realize how hilly it is up there. Um, and I went on one of those, um, what's it called? Uh, scullies or something. It was like the concrete, like the little racing car that goes down. Uh, it's a little scooter yeah and we were like everybody's like oh you just don't you don't hit the brakes or anything you just go full throttle the whole way down and like i'm 250 pounds like i got around one of those corners i went like rolling i'd like jumped oh. the thing off the track and it was like rolling down the hill and i'm like holy shit uh, the things we do for fun <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure yeah, yeah. more birds Oh, sorry. How soon? What else you got coming up? I mean, anything prepared for winter? You got any uh, target date for getting out of there? Now that you're, uh, what, what did, what did Liberty say? <laughs> Unemployed badass. 
<laughs> uh, I don't know. We're we're kind of discussing that right now. One of the big things was my job is here. Uh, Corey can work a little remote, um, depending on if where we're headed and what our intentions are. Uh, so now that um, I don't really have to stick around for anything. I don't know. I don't know. I might uh, see if I could find something online real quick. And if I can, then man, we'll just service the mortgage and I don't know, either winterize the house or pay somebody to look after it and keep it at a minimum temperature to keep it from freezing up or I don't know, winterize it and leave it for sale. And mm. uh, who knows, maybe rent it, lease it. I don't know. Options yeah. are open. That's what I said. Like, it usually come out better when this shit happens. And um, we just got when I got home, we started just chatting about some of the different things we could do and the list. The list compared to yesterday, if we had made the same list, is 10 times as long. Yeah. <laughs> it always is. When, harder. When, harder. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, like, I'm not like, oh, yay, woo! Um, harder, but the options just kind of opened up because now one of the limiting factors is gone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, now the doors are open. You guys are free to do what you want. You're not just have to figure out how to pay for it. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. But I mean, dude, you're the kind of guy, I have no doubt you're going to figure that out within, I would say, you know, by midnight tonight, you'll have it fucking figured out. And you guys will be packing up the camper tonight and headed down to Tennessee. Well, (laughs) yeah. I mean, we, we're going to go to, we're going to go to SRF for sure. Um, we have tickets. She has she has PTO to travel down right before, like if we were to leave just to get there in time. Yeah. Uh, and so we'll see what happens. I mean, we get an offer on the house. We don't have to be here to close. So no. um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Might go yeah. down for the winter and and maybe somebody's got some side work or something and we just make it work. Or, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. always talks about hiring people off the street. So, I mean, maybe he'd give you some some work for a couple of months yeah. or something. Yeah. And if, you, mean, if you need a stop off, doors open here. So, you're going to drive pretty much right by the Oh, well, right. And that's, that's the thing is like, we, we were, we, we've not worked a ton. We know, we know a ton of people. We, uh, <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Josh. Um, we, <laughs> uh, we didn't know when we were going to be around so it's really hard yeah. to start talking hey you mind if we crash at your place for a few weeks or a day or two days or a weekend uh, oh when uh, i have no idea this <laughs> 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 it doesn't work so i mean i've always just tried to foster relationships and you know it is what it is i options are open so yep mm-hmm. good to keep your options open uh, they were i like it about- <laughs> right <laughs> Uh, Aaron said, now you're really living outside the system. <laughs> that was kind of the point. I mean, right? that was kind of the point of the whole thing. So we'll see. We'll see if it works. You just accelerated the journey a little bit. You know, gave well, a little, yeah. little well, It was accelerated for him. Well, we've, had, we've had that, too, uh, a bunch of different times. And Corey and I's relationship has, has kind of, like, just manifested itself, different situations. Um like when we were buying our first house, we put a purchase offer in a house and it was a short sale that was going to have to get approved by the bank. And it was, it took forever. Like it was taking months to do. And in the meantime, we found the house we ended up buying, uh, canceled our purchase agreement, bought the other house and ended up making like 70 grand on it in a couple of years. 
Uh, wow, if nice. we had bought the original house, we would have been miserable and it would have just been horseshit. So like, that's just one example of maybe a half a dozen in the 15 years we've been together that the synchronicity just kind of lines up. So Aaron says she thought it meant living off the system. <laughs> I guess if you get unemployment and that's what it will be, right? <laughs> I was just going to say that again. <laughs> hey, I, I do this, I do this thing where I put in for five years, then I take for a couple months. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you if you pay into it, you gotta get back out of it, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. For Ideally, sure. you hate throwing money away. I mean, yeah. yeah, that's like Jack talks about. You know, I I I won't take a stimulus once they've given me back everything I've paid in taxes. Once we're even, then we'll discuss the you shouldn't take from the system if you're an anarchist. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if if it meant you know the system just going away, I'd say keep every penny I've paid in. It was worth it. <laughs> But it's not going away. So it's not. That'll they're never ask, happen. They're gonna ask for more too. <laughs> uh, I told uh, told my niece the other day. I said, uh, if wishes were horses, you know, we can wish the system was going away. I said, if wishes were horses, most people said beggars would ride. I said there'd be crap all over the streets. <laughs> well, what was so, it? I mean, it's, uh, if you wish in one hand and shit in the other, see which fills up first. Right. But yeah, be careful what you wish for, for sure. Is that bullshit or horseshit? I think it's bullshit. <laughs> we can, I don't know. Now we have to mark this explicit. Oh, shit. <laughs> what do you fuck off with that explicit stuff? <laughs> uh, oh, employment yeah. is paid by the employer here in Texas. Some of it. Well, yeah, yeah it's, it's paid. Yeah, but. It's unemployment just, insurance. Just like tax, does the does the employer or does the does the business actually pay it or do they just pass it on to the customer? Unemployment could easily be manifested into wages if they didn't have to pay it. So exactly. yeah, I'm, I'm paying it in the end. Yep. Yeah. It's, I, don't, I don't know how all that stuff works. I've only ever been an employee, an official employee for like a year, maybe two years out of my life. And I've never had any employees. I've had a lot of subcontractors, but <laughs> subcontractors. <laughs> yes, yes, that's the way to do it. That's what this guy was like. He's like my buddy. He's over there still working. I'm probably gonna go have to make him stop. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so I, I don't what, think I've ever. What do you what do you think's a fair bid on uh, per foot sheetrock? Oof, I have no idea. There's not enough money. <laughs> like three fifty a foot. <laughs> Boy, it's been a long time. I think the last guy I priced it out at, he was, I think, 15, 13 to $15 a board, I think, somewhere in there to finish it out. That wasn't providing the rock. Yeah, I pro I'm providing the rock. So, um, and that wasn't hanging else. either. He might have been like $10 per board finishing, but that wasn't hanging. Yeah. Um, the other guy, I, I don't even, I'm not even sure how he charged me. He just did the job and then sent me a bill. So. Yeah, this is like <laughs> 2,500 bucks or something. I was like, yeah. sold. sold. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Two Three, 300 bucks for the sheetrock delivered. And I give this guy 2,500 bucks. I never have to do it or think about it. Yeah. I got more yeah, than that down here in this room. Cost, cost me $800, really, <laughs> from the bullshit from the last. So, yeah. 
it didn't All quite right. what what you got out of that didn't quite cover it big deal i'm cool yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> i'm cool with that <laughs> yeah, man, if, what? if you if you ever watched me drywall if you had ever watched me drywall uh yeah you'd be like oh, you you would have paid seven thousand <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that rough. <laughs> yeah, there's something to do with like a monkey and a football. <laughs> <That's> old <laughs> adage. <laughs> but the weird, the worst part is when I walked in there and saw what they were doing to my house. I knew it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you knew not to touch it, right? <laughs> he walked in. He walked in and he goes, "Oh man." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's not what I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear, oh, I could fix that. He goes, I could fix anything for a price. Yeah, exactly. For a price. It's going to, you can fix it, but it's going to cost you for sure. He told me, yeah, he I, just texted me and he's like, don't worry about taking any of it down. I'll make it work. I'm like, right, all I got to do now is go and frame in around a uh, bent that they just had exposed when they had the paneling, they had the paneling behind it. Oh yeah, and he doesn't want to. He can't really do that with the sheetrock, so he's like, "Yeah, just put like something around it, so I can just have something to screw to, and we'll just make it look something." Yeah, he's like, "It's yeah. an eyesore. It's, there's nothing you can do about it. It's just going to be an eyesore." So I'll I'll take some two by twos and make like a little corners around it. Mm -hmm. just, that'll be it. I just seen a cool little gadget the other day. You mentioned TikTok. Um, it was a little thing that slides into the outlets. Like when you're, before you do the drywall on, you put it in there and it's got a little pointy nipple on it. So when you put your drywall up over it, it pokes a hole through it. Yep. And then you take the saw and just cut, cut into the, around the box and slide it over. Well, it. that guy goes, so the guy's like, uh, he says, well, how many sheets did you think it was? And I was like, I don't know. I put it in the calculator and, uh, I put it in the calculator and it said like 44 sheets and Corey's like, yeah, but you didn't take out the windows and everything. He's like, yeah, we cover the windows and cut them out. So we still need the full sheet. <laughs> and she's like, oh, you mean you don't cut it up into pieces and put it around like that? Like literally, <laughs> dude, it looks like a jigsaw puzzle on my wall. <laughs> He's like, no, you, no, you just put the whole sheet up and you cut the piece out. <laughs> Uh, the less mud and tape and the better. Why are we still talking about drywall? <laughs> I don't know because it's going to get done this us. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man. If anybody needs to drywall, that's how you do windows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> little pieces. Just uh, little so, pieces. so the one thing, one thing I've learned from this podcast. Pay somebody else to do the drywall. Don't do it yourself. <laughs> when when the guy that builds shit doesn't want to do it, and yeah. the other handyman guy doesn't want to do it, nobody wants to do it. That's exactly. Wood paneling. Cheaper and you're done. Well, yeah. that's, that's what I wondered why they didn't do yeah. that. I wondered why they just didn't buy some paneling and screw it to the walls and say, yeah, it's done. Yeah, I, dude, I would have done that in a heartbeat. Maybe maybe they said it had to be sheetrock. I don't know. No, you can surely not. You can put whatever you want on the wall, can't you? Yeah. I depends on the depends on for the loan what their loan required. Maybe because of the cold here, they needed some sort of R value in that sheetrock or something. I don't know. 
like the one thirty second R value or something that a sheetrock would have. <laughs> I don't know, just to stop the wind from blowing through the walls because it did that in the winter. Don't I will tell you. <laughs> Dry content. <laughs> oh man, man! You guys drying your beans out? You got your powder? Is it still dry? Yeah. Speaking of that, we just finished up a batch of comfrey in the freeze dryer. So in the freeze dryer, it. what are you yeah. gonna do with it now? We're gonna smash it up and turn it into the uh, cell. How did that strain out? Is that why it's so green? Yeah. Gotcha. Mm. I wasn't sure. What are you yep. using that? You use beeswax to, for uh, the, to harden it? or how do you got do that? beeswax, uh, coconut oil, and comfrey in it. I think okay. that's it. So nice. she, 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 Aaron will comment in here what she's got in it. So. Yeah. Did you say you strained the, the comfrey out or you left it in? Uh, strain it out. Okay, yeah. Yep, but I mean, this is like, I mean, it's like pea green. That you, well, you know. and with it with it freeze-dried, I'm guessing you got a lot more in that crock pot than I would have with just my plain dried crumbled up leaves. Oh, yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, I mean, we I heard about it. Um, Permafastures does it that way. Freeze-dries are comfrey. Hmm. So, we figured we'd give it a shot. We got the freeze-dryer. Yeah, I mean, why not use it? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how long that batch took. Maybe ten hours. So uh, you definitely it. want you definitely want all the water out of it because if you get the water in the oil, it'll end up getting rancid and. Yep. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely yep. uh, uh, dry. The better, the drier, oh, yeah. the better. Oh yeah, and it's, yeah, twelve hours. There you go. So. Liberty said he threw that dry comment at the wall and it didn't stick. <laughs> Needs more bud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, earlier he said this. Your house looks like Picasso played Tetris on acid. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, kind of. I can see that. <laughs> I mean, the first day when I went in and there was like one piece kind of around the window and then one piece kind of over a complete piece going vertical and then one on the ceiling. And I was like, what an odd way to go. Yeah, dude, <laughs> I, I, I looked at that and I've seen videos of contractors doing fucking drywall. And I'm like, the fuck are you guys doing? Don't and I've never touched drywall in my life. And I know I fucked it up. <laughs> I almost, I almost wrote on it. This is not how you're supposed to do this. <laughs> so when they come back the next day, be like, great. "Well, I mean, the first the time when they dropped the supplies off, I looked at the stack and went, uh uh yeah, I don't know." They had how many, they had how many sheets did they start off with? Twenty. Must, must have been around, yeah, yeah. And it was. It you was, said they uh, cut it with a skill saw. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm still cleaning up the dust. It's got to be about the hardest way to cut sheetrock ever. I hope it, they cut it backwards the house, too. <laughs> I hope well, they put the blade on the Is they went to they went to cut it and tried to like use a razor blade to like actually cut it instead of score it and snap it. Right. Then, yeah. That they tried to like cut all the way through it. They're like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> it's the only thing I can imagine why you would ever use yeah. a skill saw. 
right? <laughs> yeah. Like I've used a jigsaw in an extreme case when I was cutting a circle out for a can light and my, uh, my keyhole saw was missing. And so I just had to do one. So I used a jigsaw and that was messy enough. I can't imagine yeah. blowing a circular <laughs> saucer to shit for hours. Uh, I can't imagine where all the dust got. You'll never clean that out. Yeah. Yeah. Three years sure. later, they'll be finding white dust. Like, what are these guys doing here? They did so much coke in this house. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> did they at least put the blade on backwards? I don't know. I didn't look at it enough. I highly doubt it. If they didn't know enough to know any better than they did on the sheetrock, yeah. they probably didn't put the blade in backwards. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. When I walked by and I saw that and I saw all the dust, I was like, oh, it's all coming together. I'm like, how the hell? Like, they were mudding as they were going. Like, they like would do a sheet and then I think somebody else was mudding behind them. And, uh, <laughs> I, I'm like, maybe they were sanding and, and then I saw the skills on, and I'm like, oh, oh. Cool, yeah, this is not going <laughs> on any further. Sense. We're done. We're done here. <laughs> Whatever. Now they left, they left the, the ceiling fan down and I don't know how that wires up. It's been four or five years since I wired this remote into it. I don't have the instructions, so I got to. I gotta figure out how that wires in the remote wires back in after they're done and uh, i watched bob the builder to learn drywall <laughs> <laughs> i love it uh, so the audio liberty said it, it cut drywall this is nothing like the bob the builder episode <laughs> oh, oh yeah i don't know i don't know I'm not, I, and the worst part is I'm no better, but I know better. I know better to hire somebody. Even I know better to hire somebody. Especially when it's got to be done in like four days. Right? Yeah. HGTV, I mean, this... HGTV, every single house flip, they do it in like a day, you know, so it's got to be easy. <laughs> hey, and, right? and, editing <laughs> makes it go really quick. <laughs> and they don't show 80% of it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they only yeah. show like the major, you know, structural failure that, oh, they got that hashed out in five minutes. We're good to go. Right? Yeah. The they, they don't show the guy covered head to foot in mud and been like awake yeah. for 14 hours and uh, <laughs> working constantly. They haven't let him take a piss so he could finish it. Yeah. I mean, this, this room that I'm in, we paid somebody. It took them damn near 30 days to do it. And it's. 10 feet wide by 20 feet long, I think. So 200 square feet. So this yeah, is... this dude said he'll knock it out. He said, so it's two, it's two 14 by 15 by nine rooms. Okay. So basically 14 by 30, I think. Mm -hmm. 15 by 28, something like that. One yeah. way or the other. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, he's like, I'll have it all hung first day. I'm like, cool cool he's like well we'll probably get a skim coat up on it the first day come back put a put a good coat we good to do texture on it because it'll be a lot easier because we'll have to sand as much i'm like dude whatever's cheapest <laughs> he's like and then you then you want uh then you want a primer on it i'm like yep yep so 
they do it in a one hour episode with commercials on HGTV. And about 80% of that is drama that they insert, you know, to, mm -hmm. to keep people watching. <laughs> yeah, drywall only takes seven minutes. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> have you ever, uh, what have you do you got going up, Ken? <sighs> I was trying to go on vacation this weekend, but I'm not sure I'm going to make it. I may head out of town. I was going to be leaving Thursday morning, but may end up going friday afternoon and, and uh, any place special uh, or just heading wherever well i've got a buddy one of my best friends growing up we've uh, it's kind of a tradition about the last six years we've gotten together for his birthday so um was gonna head down there then some things kind of came up we decided not to now we might be going if we can just squeeze it into a little short weekend so maybe i'm not sure but um that's the only exciting thing I've got coming up real quick. Uh, I don't know, working, not doing any sheetrock. That's for damn sure. How's your hand doing? <laughs> Did you get that all taken care of? Uh, I mean, I don't know if you can see. There's still a spot on it um, mm -hmm. where where it was, and uh, these two fingers are still numb. So, like, I have about fifty percent feeling in them. I can use them, but the feeling's just not there. So, I don't know if the staff ate my nerves or what what'd you do smash your finger that was a that was a parting gift from work a couple weeks ago <laughs> how'd you do that oh dude i was in a i was in a sump i was down in a hole in a parking lot it was like six foot deep and uh about 40 48 inches of diameter <clears throat> i was trying to get a uh part off with a uh pipe wrench and it was mm. just too corroded in there and so I had a big pipe that I was using as a leverage bar. I was like holding it with my foot against something and then using it like a lever against the pipe wrench that was on the thing, you know, mm. the proper way to do it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the thing broke loose and it started to turn. And when it turned, the pipe wrench turned and the pipe slid down the pipe wrench and everything I had went onto the pipe with my finger in between the wall of the sump and the pipe. So, yeah. Yeah, Coming that's, that's nice. <laughs> I never even called it in. Like, I didn't even, I didn't even report it. So, I'm yeah, just that good of a guy. It's, it, it's not even worth doing shit like that. I mean, if you break your fucking arm, yeah. But little yeah. fucking cop, no. I went, I went home. I went home. I was going to burn a hole in it. And then I got doing, I think it might have been. This show, no. I was gonna do it. Oh, Corey was going to do it. I wouldn't let her because she wouldn't be able to feel when to stop. Uh, <laughs> but I was going to do that, and I had like uh, frozen peas on it, and it took the swelling down, so it stopped throbbing. And, and then I went to bed, and my blood pressure was lower overnight. Obviously, I woke up, and it felt pretty good. And I was like, oh, it's probably all dried anyway. So I just didn't do it. I was like, oh, I'll probably lose the nail. But it, it seems... I didn't punch a wall, man. <laughs> um, yeah. It must so, have been all that peanut butter. Oh, uh, yeah. I think that's what might have got me in trouble. I'm missing a joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably don't want to know, huh? No, you don't. No. No. I could have milked workman's cough for my my finger. 
<laughs> right. I cut my I cut half my thumb off with a with a table saw. And I didn't go to the doctor. I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna do workman's comp for a smashed finger. Right. Uh, that's why workman's comp so high is because people do it for stuff like that. Well, I it's cut like, my finger off at home, and then I went to work the next day. <laughs> like Corey cleaned it out wow. with a toothbrush and stuff, and then we wrapped it up real good. And I put a big rubber glove over it, and I went to work. <laughs> that's what you do right you just go right? to work exactly well hey i was laying tile and i couldn't even i mean i couldn't even move my hand well, there you go nine and a half <laughs> fingers i mean i'm better with nine and a half than most guys with seven so yeah. and i've I, i've fallen off the platform of a bucket truck before that's what three and a half feet up that's a little ways down yeah i oh, fell off man. that couple oh god was that two three years ago fell off oh, the back I I hurt myself at work all the time. Yeah. Most of the time, I'm too embarrassed to say anything. Exactly. You keep your mouth shut, you just go to work. <laughs> uh, it used to be, for me, uh, when I was doing trim carpentry, I would cut myself. If I if a week went by that I didn't cut myself with a knife or a saw, it was it was a pretty great week. <laughs> that, that That's Aaron's dad being a mechanic and bald, not wearing a hat. He'd catch his oh. head walking oh. underneath cars. Every week, at least twice a week, he'd cut his head open. Oh. I hit my head on everything. Well, when yeah. you're six five, you, you do that. An excuse for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, concussions left and right. I I put myself on the ground one day. We were uh, it wasn't at work, but uh, we we were just getting done ice fishing, and we came home. We were getting stuff out of the back of a minivan, and the, the thing was up. I was walking forward. I had like a Carhartt uh, beanie hat on, and I hit, and I hit right into the corner of the uh, the door, and mm. took me right oh. off my feet. And I landed on my back, and I'm laying <laughs> there. And Corey comes over and she looks at me. And there's this blood spot on the hat. <laughs> like picked it open. It was like laid wide open through the hat. She's like, wow. "You gotta go get stitches." I'm like, "Nah, just put a bandaid on it." <laughs> Oh man! When I cut my thumb off, I turned around and said, "Hey, I think I need a bandaid." Yeah. <laughs> she at it, she's like, <laughs> "Now the only place I hit my head is in the camper or in the slide out." You know where our, Brian? You've been in there where we got them little chairs there. You stand up. I hit my head there every time. You do? How about I? Yeah, do. That's where I'm sitting right here. Right here. You hit the, your head on my ceiling. <laughs> Yeah, we did have to. That was one thing we looked at when we were looking at the camper was definitely clearance height in there. Um, there are a lot of the fifth wheels. I couldn't even stand up in the front bedroom. Wow. Like, how, how do you live without being able to stand up? So we definitely had to look for a different setup. The bedroom's only for sleeping. <laughs> you got to be able to stand up to put your clothes on. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see how the people in these tiny houses do it. And they have it just up in a loft, just a little bed up there is basically all it is. Nothing on the sides. I'm like, no, I need to walk around a little bit. Stand up. Oh, <laughs> uh, she falls upstairs. Media <laughs> card says she falls upstairs. Yeah. Upstairs. <laughs> I mean, That's I can't say I haven't. <laughs> yeah, to, I've, I've done that before. Falling downstairs, yeah. upstairs. I got these like long lanky legs and I'm like always my balance. You, you get weird when you, you're this tall and, and balance is kind of off. Um, and so one of my fears is stairs and 
a couple of different places I've worked. I've worked in places that have like big towers, um, concrete factory with the silo where they feed the concrete from or the cement dust from. Uh, and then in a foundry where you had to go up to the the stacks where they're like discharging and stuff. And I always work maintenance. So you're always going up and the towers always have the open great stairs. Like it's yeah. just, it's like diamond plate, but it's not diamond plate. It's like open great mm-hmm. and up and up and like around the outsides. And so you're like looking down through and I'm, I'm not real crazy about heights. Also being six foot five, I'm already far enough off the ground. I don't need to go any further. Um, but walking up those stairs, the one place was like 13 flights. You're walking up in, in a circle. And then you get to the top and you take a reading on a clipboard and then you walk back down. <laughs> I lost I lost like 35 pounds in the first three weeks I worked there. I was walking wow. something like 19 miles a shift and uh, some ungodly like 38 flights of stairs up and down. Oh. Yeah, you'd you'd hate the stairs in our house. We have a hundred hundred plus year old house here, and it's a spiral staircase going upstairs. Are they about this deep? Yes, four inches deep. Yes, you gotta gotta walk on your tiptoes. It it can be a little bit rough if you've had a few too many drinks walking up those stairs. (laughs) Uh, You've never done that, have you? Maybe once or twice. He speaks from experience. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I haven't fallen down the stairs though. I've you know usually fall up. <laughs> so I'll I'll be with freedom media. <laughs> so going into Corey's basement at her parents' house, it's like low clearance. Like it was one of those houses, like I mean, normal height people have to duck. Yeah. When they go that's, down there. That's right over here. We got a low spot right here. Yeah, I was pretty tuned up one night, and I was going down to use the bathroom down there, and I literally hit my head, my forehead. Like, it hit right above my eyes, and it put me back, and I slid down the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) I got to the bottom, and my feet hit, and I just stood up. I was like, what is going on? (laughs) That was a quick way to get down the stairs. Try that again. (laughs) Erin says she falls when the ground is flat. I do too. So she'll tell you this fun little story when we're in our on our honeymoon in Salem. So we're in Salem. Did you go to the witch trials? No, <laughs> but we're we're in that town. It was a lot of fun going there. But we're we're running down the street to go get the uh, trolley that was going to head back to town. So I mean, we're booking it, and the the sidewalk's really uneven. So all my we're both in flip flops. My foot gets stuck on like one of the shifts, you know, the sidewalk, one's lower than the other. Boom. She turns around. What are you doing? Just taking a nap. I was tired. I was done. I took too many steps today. I'm just done. (laughs) And then then there was the TiVo incident when I was holding a TiVo in my hand. We're walking out of the apartment complex. To go over to her parents to go uh, get it set up. I mean, this is fuck ten years ago, twelve years ago. We got this TiVo, and I walk out, and it's like January. We just got a nice storm, so here I go sliding down the sidewalk, and feet go out. <laughs> the TiVo goes ten feet up in the air, and I land in the snowbank, and she comes walking around the corner just as this happens. 
laughing her ass off. What are you doing? I love watching those videos. (laughs) So you're the source of my entertainment. (laughs) Yeah, that's me. Uh, Did you? Did y'all ever do the thing as a kid where you wrap yourself in a blanket and slide down the stairs? No. No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like especially if you have a wooden stairs, you just zip right down. I tried it when I, I was, was uh, in my twenties. I was like, "Hey, that was fun when I was a kid." I tried it again. That hurts. Nylon, <laughs> nylon sleeping bag on carpet, and you put mm. your knees in the bottom of the, and you like put your uh, ankles up to your ass and put your knees in it and like hold it tight and just go lean back and let her rip. <laughs> yeah, you fly down. If you if you're really good, when you get to the landing at the bottom and there's the turn and three more steps down. <laughs> You can take that turn and you can bank it off the wall and get around the corner. <laughs> Ask me how I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I never managed that one. <laughs> it was fun. It was oh. fun. I also got in trouble because walking down the stairs, there was, uh, as soon as I was tall enough, I'd smack the wall every time because I could reach it. Mm-hmm. And my hands were always dirty because I was like a 13-year-old Yes. Oh, there are two big <laughs> handprints there. And so the light up in there was so far up that you needed like some weird ladder to get to it until somebody made the invention of the little the suction cup on the pole oh, to right. change light bulbs. Yeah. So before we had one of those, it was always dark in there. The light was always out my whole life. Like with no light in the steps. And then once we started changing it, you'd look at the wall and there's like handprints all over the wall. <laughs> My mom's like, you're watching that. She's calling me out being from Kentucky. <laughs> What's wrong with being from Kentucky? Uh, I don't know. Hillbillies. I, I'm not sure. I'm actually not from here. I do live here, but I'm not from here. So I don't know if that helps out or not. <laughs> I think I, you're I a decent it. guy. Oh. So. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, man. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> hey, at least none of us are here from Alabama, so we'll we'll take that. What's wrong with Alabama? <laughs> hey, do you know why? Uh, do you know where the toothbrush was invented? West no. Virginia. Otherwise, they'd call it teeth brush. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know Sorry. how fingernails grow? How's that? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> Does anybody know? Mm, like, do, no. do they do they grow out of like from the from the cuticle out, or do they form from the skin underneath? That I don't know. Corey and I were asking each other this the other day, and I didn't know the answer. So I was just curious if anybody else knew. You <laughs> yeah, said you're, we you're about anything. I was hoping it's something new on fingernails grew. <laughs> nope. Google. Uh, I don't know. I always trim the end of it, though. I never trim the the backside. So. Well, right, but does it push out? <laughs> does it push out, or does it grow on question. the end? Like. <laughs> no liberty. No. Oops. Uh, I guess that has. Oh, here. Nobody's married to their sister. Not, I don't know anybody that is. So, yeah, I'm not from that part of Kentucky. <laughs> no, that's Alabama. That ain't Kentucky. That's Alabama. I mean, thinking, I'm pretty sure there's some cousins around here that would probably clop to it. But I heard, yeah. speaking of married to your sister, I heard or saw a video the other day of a couple 
they had been married for like, or maybe they weren't married. They were together for like seven years before they found out they were a biological brother and sister. They had been adopted out as kids and ended up back in the same hometown or something. Never knew they were adopted till after they were together for a while. And for some reason they, they did a DNA test, found out they were a biological brother and sister. White I call bullshit. I call yeah. bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. The, the girl that was telling the story was like, he doesn't know yet. Should I tell him? Is this an episode of Star Wars? Is this the no? This was like this was an interview thing. I don't know. It was. I was like, ah, yeah. (laughs) It was. It was strange. I don't know about you. That's. That's yeah. uh, Freedom Media Corps, the marshmallows. We have our kids uh, convinced they grow in the fields here. That's what the white plastic round barrels or uh, barrels are. <laughs> you know, that's that's the parent the parent marshmallow, and then you cut all cut that up for the little marshmallows. You cut the parent. <laughs> that's <up>? awesome. Yes. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Why wouldn't you just tell them that they had baby marshmallows? <laughs> that could be it too. <laughs> and then like the little veal marshmallows that they put in hot cocoa packets. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, the freeze dryer. Take, take a picture of a uh, of a cotton field and say this is this is a marshmallow field. Yeah, there you go. They, they grow they're ready made on the sticks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We're an hour five in. What else? What else you got? Keep going a while. Good. I'm got sure. Sure. What do you got? What do you got? My kids don't believe. Aaron says her kids don't believe her anymore. Welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah I, it, was they, it was bound to happen sooner or later yep yep and grandpa's even worse <laughs> it's on a hand they end up in parades is that the grand marshal <laughs> oh, oh shit. yeah so what do you what do you got to so you're trying to get the rabbits in the in the shed how many cages did you figure you could end up with in the shed um 12 13 14 maybe somewhere around there i have to count it for sure i think it's 12 so what are you gonna run like two and six uh yes and then the rest will be grow up grow up so i'll work yeah do it buddy even if I only get uh two and two, I mean that's what we got right now, or uh, four and one. You know, replace my buck. He can take care mm-hmm. of the the two for a little while, or get another set of two. I mean, I, we'll play with it eventually. We just got to get through, get it all set up, and get. We them always had a bunch of bucks, and we always had like three, four different kinds. We had yeah, we- Rex, and then we had Mix, and then we had one that we bred. Yeah, I got my first hold back outside, so we'll see if I. Well, I have the first hold back from the first litter or from this litter, so we're gonna see if uh, I actually can sex a rabbit or not because <laughs> the sex change fairy might show up. <laughs> I don't know. You get better at it. Yeah, yeah. It's a so long he, wait he, to find out if you were right, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, re- reality: if it's a buck, my buck's got to go anyway. So what's wrong with your what, buck? He's he's got some funky eye shit going on that I can't fix. 
like it's it almost looks like he's got an infection in it, like an eye infection. Uh, but I've given him damn near everything, and it ain't clearing up. So, wow. What kind, what's the breed of rabbits you got? Uh, California, New Zealand. Okay. And, and gotcha. silver fox. Yeah, we've we've got silver fox now. Um, I just we haven't had good luck with the litters. Uh, we had New Zealand whites in the past, and we they always had big litters and kept them alive good or great moms yeah i mean it, it all depends on the rabbit you can have one that's awesome and one that fucking sucks yeah yeah so we yeah, just need to change our we, out, yeah man. we had some weird we did some weird experimenting to like rex and flemish giant that is a little weird it was a male rex with a female flemish giant it was like all up on that, like literally at a tough time. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I almost, I almost felt like I wanted to hold him. Like, <laughs> Give him a little booster. <laughs> Do you know where she is? <laughs> She's like a quarter of your size. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we did some experimenting. We were we were one generation off of having like really really big Rex furred rabbits, like. Okay. 16 pound Rex for rabbits. Wow. Wow. But yeah, it was, it's a long cycle, especially when you're getting, um, Jesus, uh, <laughs> especially when you're getting, uh, recessive genes in there and you're having to breed back and hold back recessive genes. So you're at least two generations out if you guess right. Yeah. So it's just a lot of, as soon as I started doing rabbits, I had like flashbacks to ninth grade biology with the like genealogy squares where you had to like do recessive genes and Fuck figure that. that all out. Fuck that. Hey, I was, I was going to make the, the best meat slash fur rabbit that you ever had found in your life. That was my goal. Yeah, I'm only interested in the meat, to be honest, and maybe a couple rabbit feet here and there. So, Which, yeah, if, you had, uh, if you had 16 pound Rex fur rabbits and you called them at the right time of year man you get oh yeah Ooh. nice pelts uh, 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 yeah. Uh, 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 uh. yep yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i actually took a class on uh on finishing them the like traditional way uh we have the the uh, with brains and all what's up like with brains um or... actually that well she used um she used a bare fat lotion and some other chemicals, but it was, we were at, um, or some uh, other, I don't remember. Ah, we had a, a fur trader rendezvous, uh, where they like do traditional, they're like, uh, dress traditionally. They, they stay in like teepees and, and, uh, um, like skin tents and get together and do period okay. time stuff. It's kind of like the Civil War reenactment, but they do like fur trading route um, get-togethers. So cool. the one lady that was there was doing um, a class where you could come and learn how to tan a rabbit hide that way. And gotcha. so she had like the old um, the old stretcher equipment and the, the uh, fleshing post and all the different stuff like that. So we learned how to do that. And then she had some different compounds that she used for the, the actual tanning of it and mm-hmm. the, uh, the bare fat lotion for the moisturizer of it. It was it was pretty interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Way but, to take that, uh, you know, a class like that. And speaking of that, the uh, your package is on your way, Brian. So. Yeah, that's what Aaron said. I'm excited. I'm excited. We're uh, we lost like 
all of our or ours the ones we had that we were using were you know like five years old six years old and they were like four-wheeler keys so they're like out in the rain and the mud and all that shit they're still good but they're just kind of beat up so i was excited to get a new one yeah yeah you got a new one headed your way and uh there might be uh one or two extra things in there so what yep are there more pictures? Did you draw me another picture, Nate? I did not draw you a picture, but I cannot guarantee the kids didn't draw you another picture. So picture is right. Move your chair. <laughs> right there. Right under yep, the calendar. Nice. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, I, I personally did not get the crayons out, but I, you know, maybe the kids did. So I mean, we would really like it if Nate drew us a picture. You don't need that. <laughs> I don't have time for that. <laughs> you probably wouldn't want a picture he drew for you. <laughs> Who knows what it'd be? Aaron needs one too. Aaron needs to send one too. Yeah. Okay. We'll get we'll get right on that after we do everything else that we have on the list. <laughs> I mean, geez, it's just a picture. Yeah. Yeah. Corey and I would call her for for relaxation time. Yeah. Call her pencil. I don't have the patience for that. <laughs> I didn't really either. She was really good at it. She so she ended up doing all the good pictures, and I was like, I don't want to do any of them. Although the rest of the picture sucks. <laughs> How's your consulting stuff coming along? Have you had any hits on that, or is, are you kind of waiting until y'all hit the road? Me? Yes, you. Yeah, I haven't pushed it really that much. I was just kind of threw it out there, and yeah, it was more of a when we hit the road. Like mm -hmm. I can't really. I don't know where we're going, so it's tough to kind of book that and do that yeah. stuff. And we really want to get, uh, we'd like to sell so we can buy our first property and kind of get some campsites set up and really uh, push that avenue and have have a documented property that we've done to to kind of roll that into the system. So right there, you go. That's that's this kind of the plan. Of what we've done, so this is why you should why you should consult with us. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And it's great content and it'd be every day and videos and all sorts mm -hmm. of fun stuff. So that kind of with fuel prices, when they went up, that was instead of driving around and trying to find a spot, we were just going to kind of pick a spot and, and do a property small, like five, 10 acres at the most. So see what happens. Yeah. Cool. You have a um, kind of a, a place in mind for a starter property or you just no idea yet? Wherever's um, affordable no, and uh, fits the fits the, fits the rules. Like I'm, I mean, I just don't want to get screwed over in the end. If I have a choice to be able to pick whether I can do um, whether I can do it, everything I want or not, and I can just pick that, then I'm going to pick something that I can do anything I want, and so that's kind of probably going to determine it, uh, and then price. I just mm -hmm. I, mean, I can't. And I want to, I got some specific locations I kind of want to target as far as not necessarily cities or areas, but in proximity to other things like proximity to state parks or proximity to right. concert venues, proximity to um, big a nice lake. <laughs> fishing areas or yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then be like that second tier out um, where you have your high end resorts or hotels around it. And then maybe that 30, to 45 minutes out where you got people that want to go and camp and commute to whatever event they're doing. That's a good idea. So I'm not, I'm not priced in with the first ring. I'm priced in with the second ring, but you know, I got the people I want there. Either the people that missed out on everything's booked up 
or the people that actually want to drive 30 to 45 minutes and roll with that. So free media said going to pick up the Paul Wheaton rocket mass heater video course tonight. I haven't Did seen you get that. In on that Paul Wheaton, uh, perma, uh, the PDC with the uh, appropriate technology thing for 65 bucks. No, I didn't. Haha. <laughs> yes. Permies. Uh, I don't know if it's still on sale. Jack had it on his show and then it was, you know, I, I missed it. I remember it, him was, talking about it. Yeah, it was 65 bucks. Uh, it's 100 and 170 hours. It's like a full PDC and well, that's then, a full class, yeah. And then wow. a full appropriate technology class. I did. I did pick up the Bill Mollison uh, permaculture handbook or manual right. today. Yeah. Yeah, I want to get uh, one of those eventually. Yeah. So on uh, on MeWe in the TSP group, somebody posted that or they posted it up for sale. He's an antique book collector or something, and he came across one that was like really good condition. Hoping it's not a scam yet. He said everybody knows it. So 150 bucks for that book. I mean, it's Ooh, yeah, yeah. Cheap. So, yeah. So I'm like, it. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited yeah, to watch right. the PDC. I'm excited to have some time to watch it now. Yeah, yeah. there you go. But it's 170 Where? hours is a lot of. It's a lot you of got time. a lot of free time on your hands now. <laughs> <laughs> um, you said that's at permies.com? Yeah, I don't know if it's on sale still. Uh, I Okay, I got it through the link. Um, it was Jack's episode uh, August 25th was uh, the post. Okay. I'll have to go check it out. See if it's still yeah, available. Take a look. So, I mean, for 65 bucks, that ain't that ain't a bad deal. Yeah. Aaron and I were just talking about doing one, so. I dropped the link to Jack's post about it in the private chat. I see it. All right. Cool. Cool. Thank you. Have you... Yeah, any, have any of you guys ever done a PDC or, or anything nope. like that? It's on my I've, list. I've, I got books. Um, just kind of started self-study a little bit. And then whatever I pick up at Permies or on YouTube or reading. But no, never done the class. And yeah, it's definitely on the list for sure. Um, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Depends. It depends, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my, my goal is to get to the point where Carrie's at. With being on plant ident identification, like that, I can't do that. I I grab my phone and I pull up Seek right away. I, that's the app that I use. Aaron and I both have it. That's something I definitely have to work on harder. Uh, I didn't yeah. do as much as I wanted to of it here. Corey and I started for a while with some uh, some medicinal foraging. Uh, we got a book and we would go through and pick one that is supposed to be in our area and then we would walk the property and look for it and we kind of did yeah. that once every couple of days and then we got busy and then she got busy and then we were like we really enjoyed it and we found like the majority of the stuff that we were looking for like we found yarrow and all the different you know stupid shit that's everywhere <laughs> uh, and uh that made some tinctures out of the stuff that we found and so that was cool but yeah the plant identification is definitely something <laughs> When I uh, was going to get some work done by U.S. Fish and Wildlife on this property, I had a guy come out and walk the property with me and him pointing out the stuff like left and right and left and right. And this is that. And we were walking around and it was it was like probably it was after 
well into deer. It was after rifle season, still in bow hunting season, but uh, leaves were down and we're walking around and he's like pointing at trees going, this is this, this is what this is. And I'm like, there's not even leaves on it. It's not like a huge tree where you can tell the old trunk. He's like pointing at little trees going, this is what this is. And I'm like, how do you know? <laughs> cool, yeah. man. Cool. I'll Some people just know. I know a few basic things, but yeah, I have a long way to go to, to learn all of that. And I ain't got time for it. I just need to know if it's a good tree or a bad tree. <laughs> yeah, we, we found so much stuff on our, on our place. We finally just let it go this year just to see what would pop up. We have, uh, ground cherries that popped up wild grapes uh wild lettuce um a bunch of squash like volunteer squash is like all over the place wow. so <laughs> my woods is going to be full of that i put like <laughs> like 20 million seeds out of my woods in the last couple of weeks yeah somebody's gonna walk out there and be like 500 there's, year there's old lettuce in know, our yard. variety of squash <laughs> there's lettuce in our yard like i was walking i was going to open the gate and i looked down and there was like lettuce that was probably 18 inches <laughs> tall a big patch of it in the yard and i'm like wow. what the hell so cory's <laughs> mowing she like mows the lettuce patch <laughs> so there's something in the, the flower bed next to our stairs that go into our house uh there was like lilies and all sorts of different shit in there and it kind of got overgrown this year with grass and uh must have spilled some seeds in there because i looked down there the other day and there's a bunch of lettuce growing in there I'm like, <laughs> Uh, well you see all that that concrete we got from you how good that's done yeah man that stuff is taking off like crazy and that was after the transplant i'm curious to see what um what the roots look like on the when you pull them out of the tote yeah yeah i'll be real interested on that and then uh all that stuff that's around the porch that's all replants from the spot that got sprayed on the side of the house yeah they don't give a shit yeah i do they're fucking huge they uh i got some in my front yard just from where i cut the stuff where i processed it every week and like yeah. slivers fell off and ended up in the soil and like i full blown plants huge just that yeah happened <laughs> yeah that stuff grows like crazy it's dude i, I can't on top of the ground and it's a massive plant in no time what is your plans with uh, the winter for uh, around the tote? Hay bales? We'll probably hay bale it in. Yeah, I would probably hay bales and then cover the top with hay bales. Yeah, we got we to find somebody local that has uh, um, hay bales cheap. Because our one person's gone, so... Uh, wait till uh, wait till after Halloween. Everybody wants to get rid of them because they thought it was so cute to have them on their porch, and then they're like, "Oh, what am I gonna do with it?" Ten dollars yeah. a bale. <laughs> yeah. yeah, people they spend more money on decorations than they do on stuff they need. <laughs> That's the truth, right there. Oh man, what can I say? Yeah. Comfrey is the healing honey badger of the herb of the herb world. Herb. <laughs> so why do you need to um why you need to cover the tote up? Is it something like would it would it freeze worse in there? Or yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how well it would overwinter being exposed on all four sides like that, being yeah. above ground in the tote. Yeah, yeah um, it's it's in a IBC tote and it's only got 
half of it's probably dirt. Gotcha. Uh, the rest of it's all um, wood and s- stones down at the bottom. So. Yeah, yeah. Just, just experiment. Like here, we did. We tried strawberry towers here, uh, PVC strawberry towers. Yeah. And uh, like four inch with uh, Y fittings coming off it, and we put a strawberry plant in each one. And then, yeah, they froze solid in the winter, and they all died. Next year, I was going to put hay bales around them, and we ended up not getting the strawberries in, and we just kind of took them out. Somebody wanted to buy them, so I was like, oh, I'll pull those fuckers out. You can have them. <laughs> they yeah. didn't work very good. <laughs> oh, we still want them. Oh, cool. Okay. Whatever. But, yeah, so I was thinking that they're probably going to want to insulate that in just a little bit. They're obviously yeah. not as cold as we are here, but being exposed like that, it might uh, freeze out those roots and yeah, it, it more than likely would. So we'll have to figure out something. I mean, that's, I can get, I think we bought what 11 bills of hay for 20 bucks last time. So you could even do like some two inch foam board and just put it around the outside and use some. That's, that's not a bad idea. I might just go that route a little more permanent. Yeah. But that sun hit it in the summer, man. As soon as that sun hits that comfrey patch, the things blow up. Oh, dude, it's been fucking crazy. I mean, I don't, I, I don't think I showed you actually like the full, you know, top down shot of it. You can't see the dirt. Yeah, she, she was wondering what she needs to do before it freezes. Um, probably after, I would say November, sometime in November, just cut them off two inches above the ground. Okay. That's it. Cover cool. them. Mulch the shit out of them. And then, uh, yeah, in the spring, they'll just come back. Yeah. It's usually one of the first things that turns green, for sure. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, you see the little plants, the little leaves coming up, and you're like, oh, here we go. Rock and roll. Yep. So we'll see what happens. And then it's a routine harvest, like the ones that you're not going to use for propagation. I usually just let them get, you know, 12 inches tall before they send up the, the shoot with the flowers on it. Yeah. And just keep them cut down to two inches. Let them cycle 10 inches at a time, 12 inches, cut them off, okay. dry it, use it for whatever. Yeah. I mean, we got leaves out there that are 24 inches long. Easy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I usually let the, so the ones that I use for propagating, I let them really soak in all the sun they can into those leaves and drive it down into the roots. Yeah. Um, and then the ones that I'm using for propagator for leaf fodder, I would I would keep cut back and then flop them every year. Cool. So quit harvesting, quit harvesting the leaves in August of the ones that you're gonna propagate the next year. Let them get like a good three months of sun and growth yeah. and strengthen up, and then just go at them in the spring and just start first plant whatever you need to, for your for your orders dig that first plant cut it up if you need more dig first two plants and then yeah. the next week or just replant right back where you're at because when you cut it off when you cut it up and pull it up you're leaving roots so those are going to be plants and then yeah. take some of your scraps from when you do your orders and put it back in that same area and then just let them grow go down your row and yeah when you run out of plants you don't sell anymore yeah that's a good idea. Yeah, he quits harvesting in late November in Texas. So, <laughs> yeah, we've only had two throw up the flowers. Yeah, 
they're cool flowers too. Like I, yeah. we put it all around the, all along the side of our house uh, to kind of catch water and be kind of a barrier. And uh, yeah, the plants are just absolutely enormous and they all put out the big, huge leaves and then the big stalk of purple flowers came up. And yeah, that's, I mean, it's just like a hosta, same, same type of decorative plant, but it's got so many uses too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're getting close to an hour and a half. Surely we can get another two minutes in to, to, to reach an hour and 30. <laughs> what do you guys got coming up on your podcast? We've all got podcasts here. Do y'all have anything cool coming up on your own? I mean, I know you do, but. You want to talk about that a bit? Uh, I'm going to be on yours at some point when now I got some time. We could do it on a Wednesday during the day now. How about that? There you go. <laughs> tomorrow. I'm working tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I might have some shit yeah. going on tomorrow, too. First day first day off. But right. uh, my podcast, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to hitting the road. Going to have a little more time here. Uh, won't have to jet out at 25 minutes. If I got something I want to talk about, I'll be able to talk a little longer um gonna be back into doing um get back into doing interviews uh hopefully on saturdays again but uh just yeah kind of looking at the whole schedule trying to figure out life so tune in the podcast that's what i talk about is my life yeah. and it's every day monday through friday and Getting hopefully soon on saturdays <laughs> so. uh, let's talk about this um freedom media asked where i should look for blueberry blueberry bushes to plant and should i plant in fall i think we got ours at costco and we planted it in the spring <laughs> i don't yeah, remember where we got ours too. and they have not grown good <laughs> so, yeah so I'm, I'm not sure on that one um that one's out know. of my league my wife is the plant lady so she would probably could tell you <laughs> yeah i'm not 100 sure of that i haven't seen anything at uh Rural King or Home Depot around here. So I'll keep an eye out though, since I know you're in in the area of Freedom Media Corp. If I see something, I'll let you know. Yeah, sorry we're not more help. <laughs> oh, Josh, Josh says my episode tomorrow is going to be lit. Yeah, I don't know. I got a I got some legal matters I might have to take care of before it gets lit again. <laughs> uh, should be not interesting. Sure consulting with some uh, people that are smarter than myself so yep yep but, Nate, what yeah. you got coming up? uh tomorrow we're just doing a pretty simple dropping an easy one uh some stuff that we've been working on around the house uh let everybody rest their ears before we drop a two hour and five minute interview wow. next a week from tomorrow with carlos from life at terminal velocity He's a guy that does, uh, he's a local guy that does uh, par parachute mobile with ham radio, and he is also a homesteader. So we got talking about a little bit of ham radio, a little bit of uh, jumping in parachutes, and a little bit of homesteading. So it's a fun episode, and we'll drop that a week from tomorrow. Nice. For myself, my episodes are once a week, and they come out on Wednesdays. And I have no idea what tomorrow's episode is going to be about. <laughs> I go into the day, I'm like, what do I want to talk about? And very seldom do I actually have anything planned ahead of time before the day gets here. So I'm typically not very well prepared as far as going ahead of time. Um, Friday, you know, for those of you who don't listen to Tim Cook's podcast, 
you can tune into mine and it'll be the episode where I was actually on his podcast from Sunday night. It'll be the replay of that. So you can listen to his or mine. It's all the same. You got to say the tool man, Tim. Nobody knows Tim Cook. <laughs> the tool man, Tim. The real Tim Cook. Come on now. <laughs> the real Tim Cook at um, gmail.com. Right. <laughs> and uh, let's see. Looking back through my, the, I used to have the Teen Catalyst podcast, and I've got a bunch of cool interviews that I did over there. So I was looking through that today, and I need to go back and repurpose that, drop them on the Constructive Liberty podcast. So at least they're still out there because it's good stuff. So. Got to figure some of that out. That's kind of what I've got coming up. Um, hey, anybody in the comments, I, there's three of you watching, I think. Y'all have a topic that we should cover for next week? <laughs> he says, who is Tim Cook? Decia had a good one she dropped in the Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the uh, depression preparedness. Yeah, that'd be an interesting one to go over, kind of give it some thought. Maybe we'll do that one next week. Yeah, so, we should do that. Okay, who's, who's hosting? I guess we can figure that out later. <laughs> yeah, we'll hash that out later. There you go. Well, where can where can people find you? Any websites you need to direct them to? <clears throat> uh, com and babywalterandcompany.com. Both of them have a nice shop and uh, some uh, recommended products, affiliate links, and all sorts of stuff. So, uh peanut butter cover peanut butter huh um yeah so the lostproject.com and uh yeah from there you can find all the social links and everything for either of us so yeah hey we're almost uh hold on one second holding uh we are just about to hit 700 followers on youtube so we're on our way to a thousand and we're at 699 so Oh, anybody's got on. an extra anybody's got an extra account that they I wonder if all my accounts are subscribed. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> but yeah, we uh, we're we're trying to drive to that thousand on the on the YouTube channel. So Happy Hills Homestead on YouTube, or you can search the Lots Project on YouTube, it comes up too. So cool. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. How about you, Nate? Uh you can find Aaron and I at twochickshomestead.com. Uh, everything's there, all photos from the homestead, what we're doing, trouble we're getting into, trouble we're trying not to get into, uh, all the podcasts. And um, if you're interested in some rabbit feet or some comfrey salve or whatever else we may have floating around the house, uh, shoot me an email <laughs> at info at twochickshomestead.com and uh, let me know what you're interested in. And uh, we'll get something shipped out for you. <laughs> what we're laughing at, Liberty Meat says all 698 of mine are subscribed. So I guess the other one, is that is that uh, Corey who's subscribed to the other one? <laughs> I love it. Uh, you can find me at constructiveliberty.com. That's a weekly podcast that I just mentioned. And I don't know what tomorrow's episode is going to be. So it'll be a fun one, though. So until next week. How about how about coming up with a topic for an episode? How's that? You should do an episode about coming up with a topic for an episode because I could definitely <laughs> use that. <laughs> right? Same. I could use that too. Uh, Y'all have a great night, guys. All right. Have a good one. Yeah.